So there's a concept when a person does an Avera, he creates a Malach, and that Malach is in charge of whatever pain that person has to go through in order to remove the stain that that sin caused on the person. And that Malach actually sustains itself by sucking on the person's chayas, just like a leech would. So the leech sucks on what used to be perceived as bad blood, and by that the person was thought to be cured by doing so in past generations. So the same thing here is there's tens of thousands of malachim that are in charge of different sicknesses in the world, and that particular malach stays around and gets sustained by whatever pain the person is going through. And when the malach finishes uh, sucking it all out, that malach then goes and dies, just like a leech. And this is generally how someone becomes tar, is the removal of any kind of psilus uh, that's sitting around as a stain on the neshama. This is also, we say that the Knesset Yisrael is called dal, like lacking, being poor, because there's so much yinikas achatzonim that are weakening our light and are sucking off of us that it causes this diminishing of uh, our. Now there's another way that a person can get rid of Yasurim and doesn't have to go through this sort of leaching process by elevating all the good and the bad to its original source, which is an Eitadas Tevera, and then from there he elevates even further to the source of the source. So he's going into Bina from the source of the Eitadas, which is which is Malchus. He goes up even higher, goes into Bina, and over there is where a person could swap around the pain and make it sweet. And the reason why in its source, in Bina, it can clean up all these blemishes is because it has the power of Kesser in it. So the power of Kesser, over there, the Abishas in his Ramimus, in his exaltedness, and when a king of marshals in his palace, we don't care that there's a fly flying around, and a fly doesn't take up any space. It's not important. So when it comes to Kesser, we say that light and dark are equal. Good and bad are equal. And at that point, the bad that the person has is wiped away when a person elevates himself to that level. And the second reason is that Kesser is the ultimate of Tainug. So when a person's at his ultimate Simcha, not only doesn't he allow Yusurim to exist, he can't tolerate it, and it will wipe away the Yusurim. Like we see by David Melach, that even though Shimi, who was in the past cursing out David Melach, but when he passed by David, by the Yardin, David didn't want to kill him because he says, today I'm king, how can I do such a thing? So we see that when you're talking about a Remus, you're talking about an exaltedness, or you're talking about an unbelievable Oinig, it has no space for any kind of pain whatsoever, even to an enemy. Now we say that in order to elevate, a person should elevate into the world of Bina, which has the light of, of Kesser. So B- Bina uh, is the way Kesser takes shape. The way the way the Oinig comes down into a person, we say that in order for a person to enjoy a Seichel, has to come into Bina. In Chachma, there's no Kalim for that Ur, and it's just like a Barak Maverick, and it, the real enjoyment takes place when a person goes into the depth of that ur and understands it properly, gives kalim to it, so Kesser expresses itself in its as mo- as best as possible, uh, because it's still a symptom the way Kesser comes down, but it expresses itself the most in, in Bina versus in Chachma.
So as we mentioned in the previous episode that the Seamus a person has to have in mind, the first one, we'll just go over briefly, the first one is Shem Adnai, that person is elevating themselves and all the worlds into Malchus of Atzilus, and then from there a person elevates into Shem Ag or Egla, which is Zav Atzilus, the Midas, or the way the Midas come as a as Moichen for Malchus. And then from there a person elevates even further to Bina, which is a source of these levels. And in Bina we say it's Shem Eilid, and it's Shem Eilid together with Shem Ekia. So you have the original shame of I, the original art that comes down from Keser through Chachma into Bina. And over there we use the Shemes of Shem Echia together with the Shem Eilid. So the letters are overlapping each other and the Shem Eilid is inside Shem Echia. So you'll first have, let's say, the Aleph of Echia and then the Aleph of Eilid and then the He of Echia and then the Lamed of Eilid and so on and so forth. They're woven together. And the reason why we need specifically not just Shem Echia by itself, like the Arizal explains it, but we need that the Shem Echia should have a Miloy, it should have the name Eilid interwoven inside of it, the way the Baal Shem Tov explains it, is because of the two ways that Kesser could express itself. Number one is Kesser that it doesn't even come to being a potential. It's not even a Koyach, right? You have Koyach and Poyal, so there's Kesser before it's even a Koyach. It's the example given is the way a person says, I will go and do something, but he hasn't done anything yet. And then there's a lower level in Kesser where a person starts a process, there's a, a koyach, but it's missing, the poil doesn't come in completion yet. And the example given is like a fetus inside of its mother that the baby isn't born yet. So it's shame Eilid, I will give birth, and that's in the future, but the poil is not here. But at the same time, there was a process that started, there's a koyach, a poil benifold, there was some sort of process that began and that's exactly where we want to be as far as the shame is. In shame Eilid, in order to be able to make a change, the person should be able to sweeten their problems from bad to good. Because if the person was on the higher level caster, there's nothing that could get started. There's no potential even. There's no koyach. It's as if the mother hasn't even gotten pregnant yet. And if the mother already gave birth, there would be the other side of the coin where you would have a problem because things would have already taken shape as far as is coming down into the Olamis where a person is affected by, let's say, a bad gzera. The way things will come into Malchus and into our world where there could be dinim kashim. So that's as if like the baby's already born. We want to try to get to the level of before the baby is born where you could just davening for the, the gender of the baby to change within the first 40 days of pregnancy. And that's where we're at with the shame Eilid. Now, to explain why is it that you need that Shema Ekiya should have a Miloy. So a Miloy, the way the word Eilid is interwoven inside the shame of Ekiya, means that it's coming forth into a lower state. Like the way we're trying to explain where the person wants to get the process started somewhat, and like the pregnant mother. So that's the concept of a Miloy. What's the example for, for Miloy? Is it, let's say a person's name Avram. So the Aleph of Avram could be spelled out, Aleph Lamed Fei. So that would give you a more detailed description of what that name is, magnifying what exactly every letter is. But the truth is that when a person just calls somebody by their name, they're not concerned with all those details. But if you want to express it even further, like what we're trying to do here, 
where there's a pregnancy going on, where there's something that's going to eventually come out, we're talking about the Miloy, where you would specifically have the explanation of those letters in Avram, the Aleph being Aleph Lamed Fei. Because in general we say that the more Miloy a person has, you could have a Miloy of the Miloy, right? Even in the Aleph Lamed Fei, the Fei could be spelled out with a Yud to it, so on and so forth. And the further you get away from the original source, the less areas you have and the more kalim you have because everything splits apart into multiples. But the closer you are to the source, you just have the original name with no details. And we need to have some kind of details. So that's why Shemekia has the details of Shemelid interwoven inside of it. Now, we see this concept also when it comes to Midas. There's Midas the way they are by themselves, the heart, and then there's Midas the way they exist in the Seichel. And over there, a person can find Svaras to go either way, a little bit like a Bezdin could use the same svara to, to paskin right or left on the person. And we see also by the Abishter that for the generation of, of the Mabul, we see that Abishter first saw that the people were bad and he regretted creating man. And he decided he wanted to destroy the world. And then later, after Noyach came out of Teva and brought Kabanis, Abishter said that I won't destroy man again because it's not his fault. He was born that way, bad. So we see here the same concept of a person being born bad, on one hand was used to punish, and on the other hand was also used to find limutzchus. So when the Midas are still sitting inside a Seichel, they can go either direction. And this is exactly what we're trying to accomplish by going to mikvah to change up the Yisurim a person has in order to be sweetened. Is a person's trying to access Bina and Bina is where it's a, a mother to future Midas, and in Bina a person could use the same concept either for good or for bad and to change things around. Now we also said in the previous episode about the Shem Eile that it's made up of an Aleph and Dal. So all of Seder Shtashos, including the person, is considered a Dal. We take the Aleph, which is the light from Keser, it's Aleph Chachma, and when they join together, if you reformat the words, you have shame Eilid. So that's also the Aleph is fixing the Dal, and together they form shame Eilid. You also have that concept of when you change words around in shame Ag or shame Egle, so that's in Zah. A person's also changing that around at the Gibra, Leil Mashem. Shame Egle is also equal to the skum of shame Eilid, because you have the Aleph and the Gimel equaling to a Dalad. So now the question is, how is it that this letter Aleph can sweeten all this bad? The Aleph of Eilid, the Aleph that's joining to the Dal. Now, behind every word that a person says, the Dibur, there's an Aleph there. The way any letter is presented, it needs the earflow of that Aleph. So even a Bez uses the Aleph behind it in order to help it become a letter. So the, the bays, the aleph behind it, that's what's important. And the rest of the, all the letters are a murkov. Just an add-on of that original aleph that makes up as a source every single letter and word that comes out. And the same way this is true when it comes to Dibur, also is true when it comes to Machshava, that the power to make any letter in a person's mind is all powered by the aleph. And the lowest level of Machshava creates this level of Aleph to become an Aleph for Dibor, and so on and so forth. Every level that a person goes up, one to the next, from Machshava to Midas, and from Midas to Seichel, 
each level that's above it, there's an aleph there that's becoming the keser, so to speak, the source of that next world that's underneath it. And in order for a person to sweeten pain down here in this world, the you would go up to the to the source above it through this aleph, and you would keep going to each world higher and higher until you reach the original core of the aleph, the original keser hakaloli that shines forth into bina. And Bina has that level also, the way it gives it over to, to Zah on, on its way down. So, we see here that there's something very special about this Aleph. Now, in general, why is it that uh, Mikvah requires Mem Zah? So, it's brought uh, from Darizal that since the walls of the Mikvah are Bina, and the water being from Chachma, but the water has to come down and express itself inside Bina, like we were saying earlier, in order for it to have its effect, it has to come into some sort of vessel, that's the walls of the mikvah, but it's not supposed to be a proper vessel, because you don't want the waters to sit, to be mayim shuvim, because that would create a problem, that would be mayim that's bidei adam. In the mission of mikvah, we say that ma mayim bidei shemayim, af kol bidei shemayim. So it has to be that the, the waters of the mikvah can't be drawn. Like you don't want it to sit in walls that are completely solid of a mikvah. It has to have a hole that it goes to bar al bar. It's still flowing, but the ar of chokma, the water for itself, that wouldn't be enough for a person to change around their life. They would have to have that water come into the walls of the mikvah. And the reason why it's forty is because there's four yuds in the name Ab of the Ebrister. The way Yud Ke Vav Ke is spelled out with their Miluyim, Yud would be Yud Vav Dalad, and so on and so forth. So both He's have a Yud to them. He is spelled He Yud. So you would have a, a total of four Yuds in Shem Ab, which gives you a total number of 40, and that's the 40 Saw. Now, those same Yuds, the way they are in their source, in Chachmah, they don't need to be 40 because you have the original Nakoda, you have the original thing. So we say that when it comes to a spring where you have the original water as Mayim Chaim, there's something different that when it comes to Mayim Chaim, a person could toivel b'mashahu. So on a technical level, if they were able to get the thickness of the water to be microscopic around the person's body, it would be enough to be entire the person when it comes to a Mayan dafka, So, but when it comes to regular mikvah, you would have to have the 40 saw because that's the way Chochmah is already coming down into Bina and the way the Mili of those Yuds, the way they come down. Now, just to finish off, what exactly is happening when a person goes into a mikvah? So the person comes from Almudis Galyuts. He's living in a revealed world walking on ground and when a person goes into the waters of the mikvah he's going into Amadiskasya the hidden world and by doing that you're causing that the Ebesher should copy it's Ruach Icy Ruach it causes the Ebesher should also do the same thing for you that the bad gzeish a person has that gets consumed back into its original source into Bina which is Amadiskasya it's also a hidden world just like the waters of the mikvah but it has to be done in a way where the person has complete bittel with tshuva and the person has to feel like he's an earthenware vessel that the only way to fix it is it has to be completely shattered it can't go through regular hagala like a metal pot and when a person 
is on this level where in his heart he feels like he's doing complete shuva. So, Baruchnis, a person has in his heart, then you know, Bittl, and then the physical aspect of the Tzvila is sitting right in front of him, he goes into it, so he combines the Maisa Gashmi to the Maisa Ruchni, which is inside of his heart, and with that, to Mr. Snavish, the Ebrister will listen to him, finish off that, and a person has in mind different levels, every time that a person dunks in the water, that's when they have in mind the Shemad, the Shemag, and Shemelid with the Mila of Shemekia. And that's why the oasis of Bittel and Tvila are the same. They just swap out of Avon